Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker, Barrett Jackdish, and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. A lot of focus on China this morning. Yep, we're seeing a wave of panic selling hitting Chinese stocks. Of course, concerns over Beijing's relationship with Russia, renewed regulatory risks as well. So, uh, Ryan, delve into all of this for us. Help us make sense of all of it. Yeah, lots to worry about these days when it comes to China. So if you look at what's happening for the Hang Seng China Enterprises Index, that was down on Monday by 7.2%, the biggest drop since November 2008. And Hang Seng Tech Index tumbled 11%, and that was its worst decline since the gauge was launched in July 2020. So lots of investors are running away and cutting the exposure. Let's get a bigger picture from Lee Ken Soon. He is the CEO for Astro Asset Management. Morning, Kensun. How are you doing today? Good morning, Ryan. I'm doing great. Hey, you are a big investor when it comes to the, uh, this part of the world, especially in greater China. So let's get your reading first on the markets right now. When it comes to the sell-off, has it been overdone or do you think there's more selling to go? I think what happened, we witnessed yesterday with the 6% plunge on the Hang Seng Index, you know, falling right below 20,000 points, reaching a six-year low was a perfect storm, you know, uh, in the building. If you look at the global factors like the Ukraine war, the inflationary concerns, the rising interest rate, this you know affects everybody. But you know specifically for Hong Kong markets itself, uh, the China ADR issue emerged. You know with crackdowns by SEC. On the other hand, you also have the Hong Kong and China lockdown due to COVID-19 cases. We have the lockdown of Shenzhen, which is where all the tech giants are based. So it's a perfect storm, right? Causing you know the markets to you know be really negative uh, yesterday, and there was a big sell down. Yeah, one of the factors playing out is that COVID lockdown in Shenzhen. Of course, many technology companies, including Apple, because it is a technology and manufacturing hub in Shenzhen. How much impact do you see this having, not just in Chinese companies, but also in U.S. companies with exposure there? I think it all depends on how quickly they could get things under control. The lockdown is going to be like a week. Uh, I think the impact will be minimal. Things go back to the norm, like what we've seen in other Chinese cities. However, if the cases surge and it goes for longer periods of uh, lockdowns, like uh, you know anything more than a month, you'll definitely have a detrimental impact because it's a production hub and mm. a tech hub for you know China. Okay, Ken Soon, um, one of the other issues is around the concerns, renewed concerns about the regulatory clamp down. And we've just had the two sessions in the past two weeks in China playing out. Did you see any signals of where this clamp down might you know, go in this uh, coming year? I think the signs are not too obvious in terms of the clamp downs. People are looking for hints and looking for you know softer messages that is coming out of the two meetings. But unfortunately, I think investors will have to continue monitoring the situation. Okay, and I'm looking at some of the biggest quant shops like Zhejiang High Flyer Asset Management. They are advising their clients to take back their money because they believe the market is falling further and they are just telling their clients, hey, get out of the market now because uh, we don't think it's going to go up. But you, I think you've mentioned you're on a buying spree. Why are you so bullish on China still? I think if you strip off all the global factors that literally has nothing to do with the local business or you you know you you take into the account that the covid-19 situation is just going to 
you know, be resolved in the longer run and look at these fundamentals of the businesses. They are actually not affected by any, you know, conflict in Ukraine. Neither are they affected by, you know, pandemic in the longer run. So these business will continue to thrive and I think they will continue to be, you know, growing at double digits. So if you don't buy it at, you know, a good prices now where valuation is very reasonable, when do you want to buy them with this business at, right? If you are fun with a different strategy, I think, um, uh, which depends on, you know, closing your books every day hmm. versus a long buyer's fund like mine, I think you would probably have a different strategy uh, and consideration. Yeah, Ken, so your fund focuses on value. So... Give us an idea. Where do you see value right now? What type of names or sectors are you all looking at? <laughs> Actually, the, the interesting discussion is uh, right now I was consider some of the tech stocks that are listed in Hong Kong with very large uh, base. Historically, prices have you know, been really high. But now, you know, given the regulatory crackdown, given all these factors that we have discussed, uh, they're actually trading at uh, more and more attractive valuations. Uh, and we are talking about, you know, platforms that are classified as franchises with very solid earnings, you know, much more than some of the companies listed in the West. And they are trading at valuations that is definitely much uh, huge discounts compared to what we've seen in Nasdaq. So it's getting interesting where when you have companies that are still growing double digits but trading at uh, single digit price to earning ratios. Uh, that is what we call uh, values. Yeah, sounds like a bit of a change of strategy because you've avoided technology for the longest time, um, but it looks like it's attractive enough for you to look at right now. That's right. Uh, when we look at uh, very valid companies, the, the technology companies, some of them really have the franchisees. Uh, they are very strong, but fundamentally, you know, the, their valuations are too high, right? Mm. So it doesn't fall into our overlapping lenses. And I think the timing is right now for the start of these companies to be, you know, in the right valuation. At the same time, their business model has not uh, changed as much. Uh, or they remain to be the, the franchisees of, of this part of the world, hmm. I think that's where we will start you know, looking at them and uh, take positions in them. Okay, um, Ken Sun, and talking about what's happening in Ukraine, we've seen a bit of a spike in commodity prices recently, but it seems to be easing off in recent days. And this seems to be tied to what's happening in China, the COVID zero strategy. And we've seen a bit of a lockdown just playing out in Shenzhen and many other cities. That seems to be dampening the outlook for demand when it comes to things like oil and other commodities. How much of a dent do you see this playing out for the demand in the commodity space? I think the demand for commodities, depending on what they are, like energy, you know, basically the soft commodities like the food, will always be strong, regardless of, you know, uh, whether there are economic slowdown and all this, because these are fundamental things to keep the engines going, uh, as, especially in, in China. I think the, the question now is the initial changes in, in spikes in prices is a result of people very concerned about the supply, right? Mm. For instance, uh, the wheat flour is, is very dependent because of, of supplies from Russia and Ukraine, given that they, they contributed 25% of the total supplies of the world. So people are very concerned about supply uh, and the supply shock is the driver of the spike in prices. I think the demand currently remains more or less the same uh, and because of this panic situation, people are likely to you know, demand more, uh, to put it in their inventory and, and to, to lock it in at a, at a lower price just in case prices continue to surge. Okay, we're trying to Lee Ken Soon. He is the CEO of Astro Asset Management, helping us to break down the wave of panic selling that's hitting Chinese stocks. Ken Soon, thanks for your time this morning, and we'll catch up again with you soon. Good to talk to you. Bye. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. 
That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.